0: Welcome, my friends. This is so weird.
1: <laughs> so
0: weird. So Dennis and I, in order to try to have a more immersive podcast, we've decided to like share our video screens with each other. Like, so now I've just got a full screen of Dennis's. Yeah, ordinarily, face.
1: ordinarily we just do audio, but then Riley was talking about how it would be better if we could record in the same room, but there's you know a mm. sea between us, so. What we decided to do is just video call each other, and I've made my full monitor just Riley's big old face. Yep. So it's like I'm talking to you, but you're just behind this, like, prison, like Hannibal Lecter yeah, that's plexiglass.
0: We're, we're, we're appearing via video link in this courtroom. Yeah, via teleconference. Like, yeah. It's super, super weird. Anyway, we're going to roll with the punches, Dennis. We're both professionals. Uh, welcome to Scrimmy River, the MTG Advice Podcast. Uh, I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Lots of people, of course, got in touch throughout the week with uh, with their questions, their queries, their quandaries, Dennis, and we thank them for them. We're going to do our best to... Wow, it's really getting into that water, huh?
1: You see, I don't like There's, the visual element. I took a sip of my yeah. water
0: and now you know. Now I can see all your secrets. Ooh. I can see... Uh, you, oh, Dennis was picking his nose earlier when we were uh, getting into that. I, I realized that I had to stop doing that as well, like picking my nose on the because uh, like, to the podcast listener, they can't hear the... You no. Know, they can't hear me digging for
1: gold in my cavity. <laughs> this is so- biz- Like, Riley and I have hung out a bunch. It's not like we've never seen each other before. No. But for some reason, like. this feels invasive.
0: Yeah, it does. Anyway, if you want to be one of the people featured on the podcast while we, you know, deal with- Looking at each other face to face here, <laughs> the uh, existential dread that comes with <laughs> looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> please get in touch with this Best way to do that on Twitter. You can DM either of us at Riley Croutel for me, at Strand for Dennis, or you can send me an email. Uh, all the details on my Twitter Twitter account. So have a look at that, and uh, and please get in touch. One such person who did get in touch, Dennis, was Darren Leamy. Yes. Uh, Wrapping up a loose end, tying up a loose end from a previous episode, which is very interesting. We, we talked about Knight.com. That's night with a K, like my last yeah, name.
1: because I, I bought Strandjack.com. That was a prompt and, of the discussion.
0: And I really want Knight.com. But this this is actually uh, – the website is, is, for all intents and purposes, taken. Darren emailed in and said this, hey, Strandjack and Rally Crew Tower – Knight.com is owned by Knight Capital Group Incorporated, a former global financial services company that doesn't exist anymore thanks to a software error in 2012 that cost them $440 million. What kind of software could that possibly be? So I I did a little bit of digging here. I did a little bit of digging into Knight Capital to see how my, you know, how how some of my namesakes have have shamed our our noble lineage um and apparently a technician just forgot to update a piece of software on one of their servers right it was an automated um like a a routing system apparently yeah. that like automate like it automated trades like buying and selling stuff and so they made 400 or sorry they made 4 million trades right uh in 45 minutes that were all unauthorized and, and didn't mean to have happened and just and and completely burned all that money they they absolutely ruined themselves they bought like there was some weird – so this is, this is my favourite bit uh, in the Wikipedia article. For example, shares of Wizard Software Corporation, that's Wizard with two Zs, Dennis, went from $3.50 to $14.76. Because they bought a bunch of them. Without really even meaning to. So yeah. $440 million down the gurgler. Um, and uh, this was, uh, here's here's how Wikipedia summed up the incident. <clears throat> the incident was embarrassing for Knight CEO Thomas Joyce. I bet it was. I bet it was. I bet it was a little I bet it was a little indifferent. I'd, I'd be pretty
1: embarrassed, thing. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh I reckon we could probably get
1: night.com on the cheap. So here's the thing. There are services, there are domain estate agents. Yes. Who you can contact who will find out how much a domain will cost to buy. Mm, like God Addy. Are you no not like God Addy. I mean, like individuals, like, like, like you well, like- go, no, GoDaddy will do it too. Like, if I don't, if you, don't, like, if, you if you go to try to buy a, a domain on GoDaddy and they are it's unavailable, mm. you can you can ask them to look into it for you, and they'll oh, they'll
0: headhunt it for you. They'll yeah. headhunt
1: it for you. Do you want to try find out? I'd like to see how much. The thing is, like, it's a, I guarantee you, it's a lot of money.
0: Well, is it though? Because like, you know, when companies go into like liquidation administration, there mm-hmm. was a computer, ch- there was a chain of computer, what was it? I can't remember what it was called here, but in, in the UK this year, a-, a company went under and they were selling literally everything. Like the shelves on which the products were, yeah, yeah, were, yeah. Were, were. you could go in and buy like extension c- calls. Maximum that liquidation, used to- yeah. Exactly. So I'm thinking like, if, if, they're, in the- if they're in the hole for $440 well, million. When, d- when, did- when
1: did this happen? 2012. Somebody else has this domain. No, no, they seriously don't. It's still it's still owned by Knight Capital Group. You are telling me we have to track down Thomas Joyce himself? Yes, to get Thomas this Joyce to me. himself. And Dennis, do you know how we're going to do that? How? We need Do you know to do, to do that? We're going to
0: need some money. And do you know how we're going to get money? If people go to channelfireball.com Kinga, banga, and buy bongo. magic cards. That's it. That's it. That's exactly how it is. If you want to support our campaign to buy night dot com, you need to show you need to show us the colour of your money. Well, specifically it's trickle down economics, Dennis. I wouldn't expect you to understand. It goes the money goes to Channel Fireball, you buy your your brazen borrowers, your you know your to time travelers there, and then the money trickles down to you and me, Dennis, and then we go and by night.com and the and, and and the universe achieves well, no, no, we're surveys. not we're not
1: going to buyNight.com. at this point. We need to hire a private investigator to tra- track down Thomas Joyce. That's true.
0: That's true. Let me hop. Let me hop.
1: on LinkedIn real quick. I want to see if yeah, I can find this
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if he's open for uh, you know offers. Let's see if he's uh, he's sniffing around the recruitment agencies. Thomas Joyce. I mean, He'd have a rock solid CV. No Another, one's gonna, uh, no one's gonna argue that. Oh, any any prior work experience? Ah, oh, I was CEO of a company. Which company? Oh, Tom matter.
1: Joyce, CEO at Night Trading Group, lives in the Greater New York City area. Contact information. Mm-hmm. Here's his profile. Okay, here we go.
0: Okay. I can mess We don't need I- to. Pro- we don't need to hire a private
1: investigator, Dennis. You're all over it. Okay. Okay. He's here. There's nothing on his profile. Nothing on his profile. He is listed as experienced CEO of Night Trading Group. Yeah, experience is one word. <laughs> oh, poor guy. He can't say, he can't say successful. Right. Oh,
0: we should be buttering up. We should. We should. We should be. Uh, we should be being nice to this bloke, saying how wonderful. Oh good yeah, is say, this the oh, article you
1: wanna- read? The rise and fall. of <laughs> <laughs> He quit in two thousand thirteen. This is what the podcast is about now. We're serial now, and it's, yeah. this is this is the whole thing. So okay, Knight's Capital's Tom Joyce quits Business Insider in 2000- July of two thousand thirteen. Mm. Okay. I can't wait to get get cut to like the 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 interview, like where it's like you did the voiceover. was like, I spoke to Dennis about Tom's um, Tom's malfeasance at Night Corporate Incorporated, and like it's a re- recording of you interviewing me on a noisy street about something that happened five years ago in a parking lot or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, here's the here's the thing: the plot hole thickens, Riley, because businessinsider.com is not loading, so we'll have to wait till next week to continue join
0: to- us next week when we continue the saga of trying to buy night.com when we last saw our heroes they were trying to track down Thomas Joyce the CEO um but seriously you know beyond everything else go by and buy and buy and sell your cars at channel 5.com because that's gonna that's gonna add fuel to the fire of this uh of this night hunt as we as we track down Thomas Joyce and the and the and the, the, cr- the crumbled remnants of his uh of his empire now Our first question this week, Dennis, comes to us from an anonymous listener of the mm. podcast. And, uh, this is, this is 100% something that, of course, we're, we're happy to, uh, oblige our listeners with. If you've got a question, a query or a quandary that you want, uh, dealt with without your name being, uh, you know, dragged through the mud, sullied by its appearance on this, uh, <laughs> on this podcast, uh, please just let us know that you, uh, that you'd rather your identity wasn't shared. And we're more than happy to do this. And, 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 you know, as we read the question, you may understand why this person isn't too keen to, uh, to, to, you know, give the most intimate details of their personal life here. So, our listener asks, I've been playing Magic casually for 15 or more years, and at least once a week for almost 10 years. In the last few years, I've left college and started going to my local store. I don't go that often, as I have my own group from way back and also Arena. Because I'm not there too often at the store, my casual and pretty lax play style, and maybe being female, I find people assume I don't know anything. Even people who know I've been playing longer than them talk down to me because I don't make it to Standard Weekly or own a modern deck. Is there a polite way of saying or showing that just because you've played more Magic than me in the last year doesn't mean you've played more Magic than me full stop? That's a tricky question. It's a very difficult question to answer because really, so what, one, of the, one of the reasons I find this question so challenging, Dennis, is that it's not the listener who is actually the one in need of advice.
1: That's true. The listener is the one who has the problem but is not the one who needs to be who who, who yeah, who needs new information. That's Sorry,
0: fair. let me let me clarify my comment. The listener is not the one who should be needing to make a change yes. here. The, yes, the yes, listener yes. is not the like the onus for change here. The onus the person who needs to change the behavior is not the listener. So, how uh, how best can our listener here uh change uh her or, Situation, or change yeah. her, but like well yeah exactly take take control of the situation and well, stop having
1: is, is this something that's ever happened to you have people ever miss and miss like misidentified their expectations of you as a magic player? Uh
0: yes, Dennis, but I can tell you, interestingly, in the complete opposite direction. Oh. So
1: I, I'm not I'm not
0: like a you know I'm not saying I'm an A list magic celebrity or anything. Maybe if on a good day, maybe, you know, E or D list. But I often, whenever I meet someone or play against someone who who knows who I am because of commentary or, you know, or, or CFP or whatever else like that, they just wildly overestimate how good I am. They just think I'm way, way better at the game than I am, which is. You know, I guess not a bad thing. It's definitely better than the other way around, but I, I have, I, like, this is, this is the problem. I'm, I'm never in a position where I have to say, whoa, 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 you've completely, you've completely mis, mis, uh, you know, misjudged where I'm at as a magic player here, because usually it's, it's the opposite of what our listener's going through here.
1: So th- that's easy. That's, that's a much easier position to be in, though. That's mm-hmm. a, that's mm-hmm. a humble position to be like, oh, I'm trash at this. Yeah. Don't worry. That's like a funny bit. Having mm-hmm. to, having to like, discern to your opponent like, be of be like, actually, I don't need you you're, to remind me of all of like my you're triggers. You're being super patronizing. You're being, I, you're, yeah, being you're, you're being condescending or whatever. That's yeah, exactly. um, that's much 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 harder. And the concern mm. I have is that I will be worried that the kind of person who is default condescending to someone because they perceive them as a casual player or because they think because they're female as might yeah. be the case sometimes is not going to respond well to that kind of thing.
0: I agree, and this is what really makes it hard. So it that- depends
1: on what the out- it depends on what the outcome our listener wants here is. Is the outcome yeah. where they want people to stop talking to them like this, or do they want to have a more pleasant experience playing Magic the Gathering? And I don't think you should necessarily pander to people who are just being jerks, but it depends. On, it's like if you want to like, it, it just depends on what your goal is.
0: Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about some actionable solutions here that our listener can can enact without actually having to make any serious compromises to their you know to their integrity as a person. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here's here's something that's very simple. Our listener mentioned their casual and pretty lax play style. I think that if you're playing in a lax and casual way, and someone then judges to you to be a casual and inexperienced magic player, that's not totally unreasonable. If you're the sort of person who, for example, draws a card before you untap, I'm immediately going to assume that you have less experience because that's just not how magic works. And that's generally a pretty clear indication that you're, uh, you know, you, you don't have a huge number of hours under your belt, right? So, if you're wanting to be, uh, you know, if you're wanting people to take you more seriously and and and, and not treat you like a casual, then you need to, because there are little patterns, there's little things that you do as a magic player, like shuffling your card around, cards around your hand or fanning out your graveyard rather than having it in one big pile. These are all little things that I noticed that I started doing when I got more, quote unquote, serious about playing. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going into a shop and playing, you know, pretty casually, pretty uh, in a pretty relaxed uh, session, you m- a pretty relaxed way, you may be giving off a... A vibe of being, uh you
1: know, a little more casual. So I don't think that I don't. I, I think you've missed the mark there a little bit, honestly. Okay. I don't. I don't. For one, for one, I don't think the person should try and should have to compromise their the way they like to play the game. Well, it just so, depends what it
0: means by lax play style. Again, if you're untapping, if you're if you're drawing a card before you untap, like that's obviously just that's just a huge beacon that's indicating that you're you know you're not a particularly experienced player because that's just literally not the the rules of the game but Mm. you know if you're just sitting there and casually chatting and 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 generally more relaxed like having a more relaxed like personal atmosphere right not so much the play style but just the way you present yourself yeah yeah sure i i agree with you that that's not something that you should have to change
1: i think the best tact here is something i believe i believe a lot in life and i know this isn't always easy to do and like and, and like this isn't something that i that like something a lot something a lot of the people struggle with is try and just be honest and say to the person hey i've actually been playing for a, if, you, if if it's upsetting you mm. i've actually been playing for quite a while i don't need you to re- remind me or whatever or even if even just i just slip into conversation that you've been playing for a long time i think that's step 1 right that's step 1 and then at, yeah. but here's the thing at that point if the person doesn't pick up on that or worse picks up on that and doesn't care and decides to continue talking to, them to you anyway because you're female for example even if they mm. they now know that you're not a casual or a new player if they can continue to be a jerk about it, at that point you just have to try and divorce yourself from caring what they think which is very very difficult and also it
0: uh, what your personal response to that is is going to vary enormously depending on what kind of person you are like obviously look I'm you know I'm male I'm a dude right. I've never had to I've never had to really deal with someone judging me as a magic player because of my gender which i know definitely happens um so i've never had to sort of stand up for myself in that regard and i can imagine how challenging it would be but more generally speaking for someone like me for someone who is you know is able to address things head on able to be confident and say no this is how i feel about it if someone were just being rude to me generally i'd say whoa, whoa, whoa bucko what are you doing here mate I don't, you know, I don't like being spoken to like that, or maybe there's a better way for you to express what you're trying to say to me here. But well, this person also standing, probably doesn't want to cause a fuss or, or, but, but or that's, be that's, perceived, yeah. That's, that's that's my point, Dennis. That's yeah. my point, is that it's not going to be, you know, I can suggest what I would do in a situation like this, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's actionable advice. That's not advice you can give to someone and just assume that they're going to be okay in doing it. So what what can we talk about in more general terms that's going to work
1: for, for you know, not just this person, but anyone in a, in a situation like this? I think, so like, so... I've been a, I I have been a new magic player. I've been a casual magic player. I've been out of my depth of the magic tournament, but I have never been a female magic player. Mm, mm. So I think this is, this is an opportunity where if you are listening to this podcast and you are a female or a non male or any, any kind of minority magic player where you feel like people have treated you differently because of that, Mm. let us know what your experience is. I think we can crowdsource this, source this advice a little bit because we, we, we are specifically unqualified to comment on that particular part of it.
0: That's a really good point. And this is one of the reasons that I tend to shy away from discussing conversations like this because I recognize that my voice as a you know as a white, straight straight, yeah. cisgendered male, it's less valuable because I don't have the life experience that other people have when they're put in these situations. On the other hand, I think it's important for people like people who, you know, are in our demographic, right, to be involved in conversations like this because we have more in common with a lot of the people who are causing these problems.
1: Sitting on the other side of the table in this scenario,
0: yes. Exactly, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of the time, you know, that's what that's what representation diversity is all about. It's about showing people that it's possible for them to be a part of something that they would traditionally not consider themselves to be, or, or that not they, but that, you know, traditionally hasn't been a realm that they've uh, been well represented in, right?
1: There was a and poll so- a while ago, I can't, remember, I can't actually remember who put it up right now, that was... About asking people how long they've been playing Magic as a, like, quote unquote icebreaker when you start a game Magic the Gathering. Is that something you do?
0: Mm. I definitely have that, asked that question in the past. And, but no, I think I read, I've read a similar thing about how it does make some people feel uncomfortable. So I think, I I think in more re, like, probably in the last couple of, you know, months or at least the last year Mm. or so, I've definitely phased it out.
1: Because it, 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 it has this, like, implication. It has implication of, like, it, to some people, it will sound like, have you been playing as long as me? Yes. Do you
0: know what it is, Dennis? It's what? the Magic World's version of, so where are you from? Yes. It can be meant perfectly innocently and just as a as a, an icebreaker as a way to chat to someone about something casually, whatever else, but it can also be portrayed and it can also
1: be meant in a way that it's extremely problematic. Exactly. Um, that's how, uh, that was a brief aside. I just think it does kind of fit into this, mm-hmm. into this kind of space. So if you're sitting on the other side of the table and here's the thing, I think people like this are being patently unreasonable i don't know that i don't know if we can change their minds i think that
0: there are going to be some people who uh are definitely in that camp there are mm-hmm. going to be some people who uh you know are just like well i you know they have these these rusted on old world views that are ridiculous and you know hopefully will die with them or whatever but you know then there are also people who maybe don't realize what they're doing and and that's yeah, that's, what I was saying. That, that's the point i was trying to make about people uh, like you and I being an active role in conversations like this, because yeah. we'll have an audience that that will unfortunately ignore what uh, they, whatever you know, view, viewpoints of, of people who who they decree to be not worth listening to, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not necessarily in love with having fans who might. Uh, you know, be on the wrong side of that particular political fence. But if I can do something to at least change their worldview a little bit, and that's why I wouldn't mind being more actively involved in conversations like these with the very clear disclaimer that I recognize that I don't think it's people like you and me who should be leading them.
1: Right. I appreciate that. Like, but for for, for this listener, I think, you, I think you can, I think you're well within your rights to call somebody out on this if you think they're being rude to you. I understand mm-hmm. you might not feel like you're in a position where that's something. You're, a, you're comfortable doing. Or B, is even beneficial to you because, like, yeah. that might that might just make things worse. If, if if your goal is to avoid having an uncomfortable game as the Gathering, that might not necessarily be the way to do it. Um, but you're definitely well within your rights to do that. I think making it clear at some point if you think that they're doing it because you're a casual Magic player or they perceive it as a casual Magic player, being because you haven't playing it for a long time, is beneficial. Mm. And I think that will stop some people. But this is tough. The question. How about but, this? Okay.
0: How about this? How about if you don't mind being a bit being, being a bit sarky, being a being having a bit of attitude? How about you just start doing the same thing to them? What? Oh, just just, just flip it back. Just flip it back, and then start giving them like really basic gameplay advice. And just like, for example, you know, <laughs> whatever. No matter what they do, you know, you 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 start giving them sort of as though as though as as though you're teaching them, right? Like compliment the moves they make or criticize. Just just show them how ridiculous, how patently absurd their behavior is by doing it back to them. Because that'll make you think, hang on, why is this person treating me like this? I've been playing Magic for 10 years. I don't, like I don't that. know
1: if you want to be so confrontational about it. I, I, mean, I don't hate it. it'd be
0: enjoyable. It'd be enjoyable at least, right? I don't know. Wouldn't it be like a little bit fun at least? I mean, if you're seeing they're having a miserable time because this person's treating you like garbage, like at least you can mess with them a little bit. At least like <laughs> there's... And maybe it'll do something to make them reflect on their behavior. I don't know.
1: I appreciate it. I, I, don't, I don't like that suggestion at all though. But like I said, though, I, I really do think we need to hear from people who have more experience with this. So honestly, if you, if you are listening to this podcast and have experienced yeah. something like this, particularly, particularly if it's nothing to do with your actual play style, your actual, yeah. your actual experience. If
0: external factors, like, yeah, yeah, like your, appearance, your, gender, Your, your gender, your race, or whatever, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, We would love to hear from you if you feel comfortable sharing that, that story, because I think it would generally help our listener. But,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely that. agree. So please do get in touch with us if you've got advice that we can share, because again, I think your voice will be a lot more valuable than ours, especially coming from people who have real-life experience exactly. of, of this happening to them. All right, Dennis, it's time for a new segment. We're calling power moves this
1: wonderful creation of ours you and me totally original totally original
0: we didn't definitely didn't uh nick this up no no uh fans of mine uh, will know that I'm a big fan of Hamish and Andy the old Australian radio duo they now make a podcast and Dennis you've just started listening to them
1: I have yes and friends of yours will notice that you are just Hamish <laughs>
0: I mean, that's very kind. That's very that's a very nice thing of you to, for you to say. Uh Me and my brother, my brother was the original fan who got me onto them. He tries to argue that I'm more like Andy. No, because way. I'm not so fast and loose. I'm you know a little bit. I like to be ne- like neat and tight and that sort of stuff. But um Hamish is definitely the funny. Your
1: mannerisms, one. your cadences, the way you speak that the Australian accent helps a lot. Yeah, I won't lie. Do you have? I have no knowledge of regional Australian accents. Do you consider yourself to having the same accent as Hamish? Well, there are like two, maybe two and a half Australian accents.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, so I definitely have the same. There's city and country, and then people in Adelaide like to claim they have a different accent. They do not. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm de- I just have city Australian accent. My brother has country Australian accent, which is interesting because he moved out to the country when he was like 13, so young mm-hmm. enough to like or. F- Fourteen? I don't know, but young enough to have picked it up. Yeah, so he, he, sound, he sounds like he's from the country? He sounds like this. Like yeah, this that's, croco- that's
1: crocodile Dundee. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, exactly right. But um, so anyway, the point is Hamish and Andy's great. Go and listen to them. But they on their podcast have a a segment they call Power Moves, right? And it, and they have their listeners uh, email in uh, different ways you can assert dominance. Uh, which, is a joke, do- which is the joke? Which
1: joke you often make? In, exactly. In, in comedy, you'll be like, "Oh, just like it's like like attacking with an O-1 is just asserting dominance over your opponent." That's a,
0: that's a classic power move. A classic power move. Attacking with a guild of Goose, classic power move, right? So we thought, well, you know, it's a, su- a successful uh, segment on a successful podcast. Let's just wholeheartedly rip it off and put it on our own enormously successful podcast here with Magic. So we want to hear from you. What are your MTG power moves? And we're going to feature the best ones each week. Now, on the uh, on the Hamish and Andy show, Dennis they tend to categorize each power move as either a legend move, right? So something that obviously is like- An aspirational move, yeah. It's it's, it's uplifting, it's cool, it's funny. They have legend moves and they have arsehole moves. Yeah. And these are the ones that are about tearing other people down. And obviously, you know, you look like, yeah, a bit of an arsehole for doing it, but obviously it's still asserting dominance.
1: Yeah, it's- if this is this is the face or heel, the genius or grifter, the paragon yeah. or renegade. of the- Exactly.
0: <laughs> and so we're, we're, we're going to kick things off. We, we've cooked up a couple of little power moves of our own here. And, and so maybe we can we can have a chat about them and, and categorize them. Dennis, I'm going to go first. This is a level one power. It might even be a level zero power move. I'm not a fan of this one because it's so played out. And now I think it kind of has the reverse effect. Unrolling a game day champion playmat. There was a time in my life when I would have considered this a power move. But now, not anymore. Like you unroll, you know, they sort of flick a little bit of dust off the side of it there, like that, and uh, and sort of look at you expectantly, waiting for you to be impressed. These days, I just sit there and thinking, jeez, you're a bit of a goose, aren't you?
1: Well, you have a friend, I don't know if you want to call this friend out, who yeah. bought one of these second oh, hands.
0: Yes, yes. Now, I told you about this. This is, so this is not even, yeah, again, not even a friend, just someone at an LGS I used to play at. It, play it unashamedly bought a game day champion playmat and then later claimed much as you know you read playboy for the articles he <laughs> claimed he claimed he had bought it dennis because he liked the no art. way <clears> no way absolutely no way didn't get away with that one. anyway De- dennis hit uh, i know you've got some so why don't you hit us with some of your uh, your classic power moves
1: the next one we have here is um saying it's your first gp when it's not to like right. b- th- to them to hang d- on no, well, say, say, like, it's kind of, it's kind of the reverse, it's kind of like the, the foil to the, the problem that our listener just had. Where if, like, you can lean the other way, and someone's like, how long have you been playing? like, oh, this is the first, I uh, actually learned to play yesterday. And then right, play right. very confidently, oh. very competently. Yeah,
0: Okay. Actually, yeah, cause, oh, but then you win either way. Okay. So that's a power move in waiting, right? Because if you lose to them, they just beat up someone who was, like, new, right? Like, they just beat someone who's yeah. never played a GP before, so you know how I'm done. If you beat them, what a power move. Oh. Like, oh, wow, oh, did I win? Oh, does this, oh, that kills you. Oh, interesting. Oh, well, good game. Like, oh, that's a, ve- that's a very, that's
1: a risk-free power move. Oh, but that you can lean so into it. You can be like, uh, like, say say you attack with your, like, grizzly bears or whatever, you're like, I put my grizzly bears in defense mode. Like, do yep. the whole, like, the whole kit yeah, and caboodle.
0: draw before you untap, all that sort of stuff. Really play into it, yeah. Oh mate, I like that's a very good power move. That's a great power move. Um, uh, well, oh, tell us the, the you tell say the one you were telling me about before about cutting someone's deck before before the game begins.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So this isn't the I learned actually-
0: I learned this from you. This I is an asshole power move. I, I this do, is
1: an asshole power. Move. I do this to friends when someone presents you their deck to cut. You pick it up, you count very deliberately and very publicly the top seven cards of the deck onto the playmat and then put put them on the bottom. So like and then, you, and then put the put the deck, put the on, deck the top on top of that of it, yeah. yeah so you've yeah. you've burned what would have been their opening hand and they're going to spend it's... the whole game thinking and and dude in very, I'd say upwards of 80% of the time at the end of the game they'll look at the bottom and go oh that would yeah. have been a great oh, uh.
0: yeah it's so good I've I've adapted this very recently uh from you after you taught me this technology and people the thing is It's it's a power move on two levels, right? Not only does it give them the whole like, oh, what was the what was the opening hand that never was? They also have that sort of uh, what are you doing? Because it looks like you're dealing yourself an opening hand from their deck. It's so good, and of course, it's a perfectly legal way to cut someone's deck. Oh, it's an asshole
1: move though. Like, there's no 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 no
0: no no. It's definitely an asshole power move, but it is a oh, it's a classic one. I I really 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 like that one. That one that one is so good. Do you know what I like to do as well? Here's here's one. I think this. I don't know if this is a legend or an asshole one. Um, is very slowly and very deliberately leaning across and untapping people's auras and equipment. Like when they attack with a creature and they tap all the stuff that's attached to it, I will, I will lean across and I'll individually say, so that, that, and just remind them, that stays untapped. That
1: is, that's an asshole. Touching people's stuff with it, that's just that's just rude.
0: Is this, is, is that, is, okay. Well, I didn't think it was that much of an asshole power move, but I will take your word for it. But well, I, I, it depends on the environment, I guess, but I really enjoy doing especially with people who are playing a little bit loose. Yeah, but I, the, uh, I,
1: I, I don't think I'd be offended if someone did that to me, but I, I know there are people who would be for sure. But I mean, I just, mild offense is kind of the goal of a power yeah, move. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the
0: the, the place where I'm usually deploying this is in like games of EDH and stuff. Oh, well, that's like whatever. Where, yeah. yeah, exactly. Where Duncan's like attacking with his whatever. I'm just mate, come on. Just, I don't know if you know this, but that, that doesn't, you don't actually tap
1: equipment to attack there like that, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy. So I think that's a good one. You got any others? Um, so, I like, and I have a commander deck built around this entirely, which I think I've played with you with. Uh, We've
0: talked, oh, we've talked about your stupid Simic counters command, no. (laughs) Making, this is not a,
1: That's a power power move. move. I'm taking up, I'm taking up RAM. I'm taking up RAM with my deck. Say what it is, people don't know what it is, say what it is. It's an Azuri commander deck that, you know, sends a bunch of counters everywhere, but A- it's a ton of different kinds of counters. It's, char- it's not just plus one, plus one counters. It's charge counters. It's plus oh, plus one canters. It's every kind of counter under the sun that you could possibly put in a deck. And then... I use wildly inconsistent dice encounters, and, just to and track some them. of
0: them that are just huge as well. Yeah,
1: like you'll put it, you'll you'll
0: get a, a charge counter the size of a, a, a Rubik's a put, Rubik's cube. Yeah, exactly, and put it on someone else's card so they have to pick it up every time. <laughs> That's a power move, man. It's it's so frustrating. I mean, I, it is it is absolutely a power move. It's absolutely an asshole move as well. It's so frustrating to deal with your stupid thing. Anyway. Do you know what? Here's my favorite. This is my favorite power move. We'll, we'll wrap up on this one because this is my absolute favorite power move. And I want to hear from listeners as well. So please send in your. Yeah, please send in your power moves. So yeah, this is my favorite one so far. Um, what you need to do, right? You're sitting down and playing a game of magic. You need to carefully note where your opponent puts their or puts their deck where, on on their play mode or whatever in their play area, right? Where they put it and how they orient it, right? So whether they have it sort of, uh, you know, north south or east west or which side the the sleeves are facing, whatever else. And then when you cut it, right? Deliberately put it back in a different position. Or with the sleeves facing around the wrong way, so they have to then pick it up and turn it around the way that they like it. What
1: about oh, I hate when people do that. People like when I go to when I go, when I go to thumb the top card off my deck and it yeah. catches cuz I have them facing the other way, I'm like Ugh.
0: Uh, Yeah. Here's exactly. the thing
1: though. Here's the big power move. What if what if someone hands you their deck and you cut it. Yeah. And you rotate one half of the deck 180 degrees and merge them back. So you now- can't
0: do that. That's just breaking the rules. <laughs> is that, is that breaking just, the rules?
1: It's breaking the rules. All the cards have to face the same way in a deck. This reminds me of something that I don't know if you want to tell this story, uh, which is something that I did to you to probably, at oh Magic Fest goodness. Las Vegas oh, this was year. I so
0: angry with you. All right, you want to talk about power moves? Oh my goodness.
1: So, so, so let's, so let's tell the story from my perspective. I think that makes more sense narratively.
0: Okay. You tell the story from your perspective and I'll, 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 I'll tell everyone what yeah, I do Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Riley left his deck, uh, kind of in the backstage area where we were. And I knew he was going to go play a modern event in a couple, in yeah. like, uh, in a half hour. Or Competitive whatever. R.E.L. And I knew also. That Riley is particular, is very particular about, you know, like having all of his like lands be the same, like that's a particular art he likes, yada, 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 you don't like mismatch basics. If you have mm-hmm. a four of your deck, you want it to be the same four of your, yep, that kind absolutely. of, which is def- defensible. And I was like, oh, this will really take Riley off. I was like, I'll turn some of his cards upside down in the sleeves. Now and we're not-
0: playing modern, of course,
1: so I'm yeah, playing Scapeshift. Scapeshift. And- and I'm like, oh, I'll just pick some random card and I'll turn them off. So, oh, I know. I'll turn all those Valakuts upside down. That'll be sure. hilarious. Yeah. And then I do that. So I put them, I put funny. them back. I put, I put them back in the deck box and I leave it. I'm like, haha. I'll set a little, you know, prank grenade that'll make right. like, he will draw his hand, you know, in an hour and be like, oh, gotcha. Dennis got me. And I'll flip his card yeah. back and it'll be, be whatever. What's your perspective? So what happened to me was
0: I went and started playing. I drew one of my valicutes. I noticed it was upside down. I'm like, that's. Very weird. Like I definitely sleeved this the correct way. I thought anyway, whatever. So I said, I said, oh sorry, my, one of my cards is upside down, right? So I take it out. I put it back in the right way, and I don't think anything of it. Then I draw a second valakut, and it's also upside down. And at that point, I'm like, okay, all right, I need to. This is this is a that's that's not a coincidence. Like that's very because you know because you, you you sort your deck right yeah. before you sleeve it to make the count. Of it. So I thought maybe I just somehow put the valakuts in the wrong way. So, uh, I was fetching, right? When I was looking for the, when I was looking for like a you know, mountain of frost, or whatever. And I noticed the other one. So I'm like, hang on, I need to look. So I looked through the of deck and all of the Valakut's are upside down. So I'm like, well, what of how, like, I've just inadvertently like pulled off a huge cheat. So I call a judge. I'm like, judge, they, they come over and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know how this has happened. I know this looks terrible, but all of my Valakuts are upside down, right? And the judge looks like, how did this happen? I'm like, I think I must have, like, sleeved the things incorrectly, right? But I don't, I really don't know. Like, I didn't mean to do this and I've just noticed now. So the judge is like, well, okay. And he went away and, and talked to the, some other judge, came back and was like, all right, well, just you need to put them back in there like that. And I, I think I got, like, a, 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 do cautions even exist anymore? You can get a warning, you get
1: a I like- don't
0: even think it was that, to be honest. I think I just got, like, a talking to, right? Anyway, obviously it wasn't an issue or anything else like that. Anyway, I come back to the behind the, sta- the, behind the stage area where I'd left my uh, deck. And Dennis is, oh, you are sitting there with this enormous grin <laughs> just waggling your eyebrows at me. And I think, like, you just expect it to be a harmless little joke.
1: Yeah, so here's I- my, my, my expectation of the prank was, like I said, you to pick up your deck and be inconvenienced by it. So <laughs> this is not the outcome I was expecting. I I feel very bad that I I wasted that judge's time. Like I, that's definitely not what I wanted. I didn't want you to make you out to be a cheater. So like I wanted the outcome to be like Riley is inconvenienced and miffed at me when he comes back in twenty minutes' time. But yeah. boy, the outcome of the headline of I mean, Riley Knight commentator disqualified for marked cards and modern double exactly. up is just Oh man.
0: I mean you picked you picked
1: these probably the
0: second uh probably the third like if imagine if my imagine if you are done my scape shifts Like the most important card in the deck. They're all like that. I mean, drawing a valicode is actually bad most of the time, so it's still pretty bad. Like, if you've done it to a card that I'm actively looking to draw every turn with. Oh my goodness, Dennis. Oh my goodness. What a power move, though, right? Our next question, Dennis, comes to us from The Brocket, which is probably not their given name. I'd probably bet against it being their given name, yeah. (laughs) The. First name, The, last name, Brocket. Please, please, call, call me The... Brockett's my father's Broket name. Mr. Brockett no father. <laughs> <laughs> we both of us went for the same joke exactly at the same time. Anyway, The Brocket, the only one on Earth, wants to know, I have a question. How do you tell your non-magic playing friends and family to get you cards for Christmas and not end up with a bunch of cards you know you won't use? Do you just fill a cart for them or what do you do? I have some pretty juicy stories Same. about what, what has happened to me from, from well-meaning muggles when it comes to magic, uh, Dennis. But this, this is a tough one. This is a really difficult question.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. I, my piece of advice is honestly, and we can talk about this at the end, is just don't. Tell them you don't want magic cards, honestly. But wow. I, I want to hear what your stories are, and I think they'll inform it.
0: It's also not super, super constructive, I guess. All right. Um, so uh, there was one time a, a friend of mine back in Australia whose name is actually James Moriarty. Like his name like is actually from James, Sherlock Holmes. From Sherlock Holmes, his name is actually just James Moriarty. Um, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and and one of the best dancers I've ever seen in my life as well. Um, and a, uh, a good a
1: good professor as well.
0: Uh, and a reasonably good professor too. Yes, but so um, he not a great diving career though.
1: Not really. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit of a one hit wonder in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. Anyway, he was uh. What he, oh, I can't remember what the assignment was, but he was at university and he had some assignment and uh, maybe some history thing or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was an area that, like, I had some some knowledge, and he's like, "Hey, man, would you mind helping me with uh, with this thing?" And I was like, "Absolutely, like, love to, of course, not a problem at all, right?" So we ran to his place, and we sat there for like a good, like, I don't know, like, not an insubstantial amount of time, maybe eight or ten hours, like, wow. just like, just you know, working through this assignment together, and I was so, and I, I I enjoyed it, and obviously I I didn't do it because of what happened later on. I wasn't expecting anything. Anyway, the next time I saw him, he was like, "Hey, man, I wanted to thank you for you know helping with that assignment." Um, I got you something. And I was like, oh, James, you didn't have to do that. And I was, yeah, I was expecting, I don't know, the usual, they look some chocky or whatever else like that. And he bought me a copy of Cunning Wish.
1: Uh, what? Wh- wh- why?
0: Yeah. So he went into the LGS, right, in Melbourne, one of them. And he went in and he said, hey, my friend plays Magic. James, I think he'd played a little bit of Magic, but didn't really, or maybe he hadn't even started at this stage, but didn't really know too much about yeah. the game generally, right? And he's like, hey, yeah, my friend, uh, I know that he really likes playing Blue, and uh he likes playing like control decks, I think, is what I think he'd figured that out, right? Because but that was back in back in the day when I used to you know enjoy playing Sphinx Revelation or whatever else. And so this absolute mongrel, this absolute chancer of these Sees dollar star signs just sees goes, Oh well, if your if your friend enjoys playing blue, blue control decks, this is the card that he needs, and picked out the Judge Promo Cunning Wish and stung James for I don't even know how much it's worth, right? Well right, let's let's go to channelfireball.com
1: right now and find must, out.
0: And and of course the, the whoever the, the sales assistant was absolutely knew that this was a useless card to buy for anyone other than a you know, a, a someone who plays a very particular deck in legacy, and even then it's not always played. So absolutely play James like a fiddle. And um and instead uh, you it know It is currently
1: I've, it is currently worth worth about forty dollars. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Well, I've still got it. Do you have it?
0: Of course. What am I going to do with it? Of course, I'm not going to sell it. Of course, I'm not going to sell that it may, card. It's current, currently this. it's
1: out of stock on Channel Fireball. They might want one.
0: Well, maybe they want. Maybe they can get a, a really good deal on the Channel Fireball. Buy it. No, I'm never going to sell this card. Um, he also gave me a a Japanese uh, Born of the Gods uh, booster, and I've still got the the, cool. the Japanese um, Prophet of Cruifix. That, so, oh, that's uh, cool. That's a good card. pull. Cool. Yeah, it, it, Pro- it was probably cool. like they the kind be- of softened the blow a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a difficult thing. Like another, another one. Have you got a story to as well to share? Cause I've got one more as well.
1: Uh, that's very similar thing happened to me. A well-meaning friend of mine named Alex wanted to buy me just, you know, some magic the gathering cards as yep. a Christmas present. And he goes in the local game store. Now, the guy who works at our local game store clearly didn't, didn't see dollar signs the same way the guy that James got, got, you know, scammed by did. Yeah. Cause he went in and was like, hey, my friend plays magic. I'd like to buy him some magic cards. And the guy obviously looks back at him at the big booster display, looks down at the glass case full of singles and all the folders, <laughs> and is like, "I'm going to need a little more. I'm yeah. going to need a little more." And he's like, "What kind of um, magic does he like to play?" And he's like, "The card game." And the guy's like, mmm, not as helpful as you wanted it to be."
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and not he's like, "Any warmer?" He's like, "We have these like intro decks," and he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Would you want one of those?" Maybe. And the guy's like, "Yeah." And he's like, which one? And he was like, the black and white one. And he's yeah. like, okay. And so Perfect. I got a black white M fourteen or whatever intro deck. And I was like, thanks, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want this at no. all. Do you, know at this Do you know what this reminds me of? Boosters these days. you know this reminds me of? Actually, Go on. One Go on. of my favorite transitions as a magic player, as you as you become, a, you know, as you play for more and more time. is, if you're in a, if you're in an event, like a pre-release, and it's someone's first event, and you finish your sealed event, and you're like, mate, do you want these cards? And they're like, oh my god, really? Are you kidding? They're like, like, for free? For free? And you're like, yeah, take them, take them. And they're like, Oh yeah, correct. I did this to my friend Alan when he first started playing, and he comes yeah. in. I remember Scott actually comes in a month late, a month later, and is like, "You, you mug!" He's like, "You yep. had," he's like, "You had me hook, line, and sinker," and now I got a drawer full of these things. Yeah, exactly. I, like, yeah. Oh, it was perfect.
0: Yep. Yeah, I used to have all the all the the draft chaff commons and uncommons that people give me as a new player. Oh, mate! All sorted carefully, and then I realised I didn't need seven copies of Artful Dodge, and uh, so uh, gave them all to a kid who now still has them. So now it's his problem instead. Um, genuinely, time-
1: genuinely though, for, for, for in terms of actionable advice, I think it's such a minefield. And the odds yeah. of them buying you the thing, and like the yeah. the, uh, the listener suggests, like do I make like a wish list or whatever?
0: Well, this this is what I was going to say. The other story I have that is with this is is one time for my birthday, and uh, and mum was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like, oh, honestly, like a Vendilian click." And she's hmm. like, "I don't even know what that card is, right?" And I'm like, oh, "Sorry, sorry, not even that card." Was, she's was like, "I don't even know what that is." I'm like, "It's a magic card." She's like, "Okay." I'm like. Like, I need it for my modern deck. If you want to buy it, like, I don't know. This is just... A, like, at th- at this stage, like, you're not even giving me a gift voucher. Like, you're just... It's just... Yeah, it's all such the, an all artificial... The, the,
1: the, the, the Christmas spirit is totally gone, yeah. Is
0: exactly, exactly. So, yeah, you're right. It is... It's it's a huge minefield. It's uh, short of just making a wish list of, like, specific cards. And then they go to the LGS or they go to Channel Fireball or whatever and, like... It's the you know it's out of stock or it's the wrong version or it's they buy you a foil when you hate foils or like the likelihood
1: of someone who doesn't play Magic buying you a Magic related gift and you opening it and going ah is so low I think it's worth not exploring. I
0: mean okay what what are some options if they if they're dead set on this accessories accessories are good options some nice dice some nice sleeves some nice deck
1: box yeah yep.
0: Yep, a custom playmat Maybe there are yep, places yep, yep. you can get custom playmats made. That'd be a really thing, a really special thing to do. I was going to say sealed product is less of a minefield, like because you can just draft with it. Like if someone buys you a booster
1: box, that's like, a, that's nuance that the person isn't going to have, though. That's the thing. No, but no, no, no. But if you say
0: if they say, "Hey, da da da," you know, I want to get you some, something magic related. What do you want? And you can just say, "Oh, like you know," rather than saying, "Oh, well, I want a, v- a Vendilion Click." But sure. It has to be one from Modern Masters. Da, da. You can just say uh, a booster box, right? And then if they go in and let's say they even buy you like I don't know. Some booster box from, like, years ago or something, at least you've got, like, packs that you can draft with or do something done with, whatever. Like, uh, I'll give you another tip. If you've got a bunch of boosters that you don't want and don't know what to do with and need to open, Omniscience Draft. You can Omniscience Draft anything. Like, Chaos Draft it, you can do it. Like, if you've got a a box of Born of the Gods, you can Omniscience Draft it and you'll have a great time. So that's probably got a lower floor, but I really like your suggestion about accessories. That's very smart.
1: Um, So this is going to come out after because a friend of ours, Steve, bought another mm. friend of ours, Jeff, who we work with and know uh, some very, very nice, very, very special dice that are currently sat at my place because Jeff's coming over later oh, yeah. under the Christmas tree we have here. So Jeff is going to okay. open the I just want to record this because now I've spoiled Jeff's gift. But this won't come out until after yeah. he's already opened until, it
0: until after he got them what 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 kind of dice are they oh they're just
1: like they're like like really heavy like metal like beveled Ooh, like two-tone like they're nice dice that Steve just bought as this Christmas gift yeah. I have one more uh, hopefully that's a satisfactory answer to the person's question about um, how to kind of I is really very bit, strong yeah.
0: especially, especially like custom plymets or something like that I've got one anyway, very
1: like, I've got one non-magic related but still gift misunderstanding related story oh, no. love it. All right. Hit so, me, so me, hit I hit did I did a Chris Kindle a Secret Santa if you will Chris Kindle is what we call it in Europe what do uh, you call it we call it is that just an Irish thing? Call it, I call it a Chris Kindle a Chris Kindle Chris do Kindle Chris, do you mean a Chris Kringle no Chris Kindle you cloth-eared fool it's a Chris Kringle no Chris Kindle a Chris Kindle that's not that's just some bloke named Chris who's bought an e-reader no I googled it right now in the United Kingdom as Chris Kindle in Ireland yeah
0: that's no that's not it
1: yeah Chris Kindle I'm I'm calling Megan no 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 she's that's no not, no, no it's an it. Irish thing Megan's not gonna know you just said the UK. No, no, no. The UK calls it a Secret Santa. Ireland we don't ca- call it a Secret Santa of the UK. You call it a what? What do you call it? It's a Chris Kringle. We call it a Chris Kindle. I'm calling Megan. Megan's not Irish. That's not useful I'm to I'm calling Megan. I'm, cl- I'm calling, I'm, Megan. You, if you call Megan, I'm calling Jeff. Fine. You call Jeff. I'll call Megan. I'm okay. putting Megan on speaker There's some guests okay. on this podcast now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, some, some guests we didn't expect. I hope she answers. She's probably at work. If Megan doesn't answer, that means I'm just right. No, it doesn't. You don't automatically. It's not a loss by forfeit. Hello. Hi, mate. Um, I've just got a question. You're up? you're on the podcast with Dennis. Um, what do you call that thing? Because Dennis is calling it something ridiculous. You know the thing where everyone puts their name in, and uh, for like a secret, uh, like a, a a thing where you pull out a, a name and you have to give them a gift, and someone's pulled out your name and you give them a gift. Like, what's that? What's that called?
1: It's called a secret Santa. <laughs>
0: Would would if I called it a Chris Kindle? What would you say? Uh,
1: I'd say you're lying. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, no, all no.
0: I require? Thank you very much, darling. I'll see you later on. No, no, no. Home. I'm calling. I'm calling Jeff. I'm calling. What do you want? What do you want for dinner? Um, I don't mind. I might have dinner here. I'll let you know. Did you get stuff? No, I haven't gone to the supermarket yet. I'll go. I'll go once I finish recording. Okay. No worries. Uh,
1: I, 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 don't know. I'm, I'm, the horses just now. Okay.
0: All right. Goodbye. Enjoy
1: the horses. Talk to you later. Bye, 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 bye. All right, I'm calling Jeff. Jeff, a better okay. answer. Nikki, 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 I can't call my girlfriend because she's in an office, so she won't be able to answer. She'll think it's an this emergency.
0: Nice,
1: huh? All right, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get
0: a response from Jeff here.
1: Good evening. Jeff, right. you're live on an episode of your River. Okay, I need to ask you an important question. Okay. So if I were to do some sort of gift exchange in the Christmas period where the people involved don't know who is buying the gift for them, what would you call that activity?
0: Chris Kringle? yes yes no
1: say it again right, Jeff, Jeff again? say it again what did you say
0: what, what objectively incorrect thing is Riley calling it?
1: no no what, what do you call it
0: Chris Kringle damn it Chris Chris Kringle it's a Chris, it's a Chris Kindle, a Chris Kindle Jeff it's a Chris, it's Kindle. Chris Kindle oh I mean they're interchangeable right oh I'll take it no I'll take it no thanks no, Jeff you've been no. you've, you've been great Jeff goodbye <laughs> no, I'll take it no, I'll take 100%, it it's mine I'll no, take nah, it absolutely not
1: I googled it on Wikipedia. It is a purely Irish thing. I'll concede. But perfectly acceptable.
0: Anyway. Anyway. What happened on this Chris Kringle? We're doing doing
1: this Chris Kindle um, with Nikki, who I wish I could have gotten involved because she would have definitely called it a Chris Kindle, like a proper Irish woman, not like Jeff is apparently a fake Irishman. Um, and we, it was, it was an online one with a couple of our friends. So like you sign up and like you get the name and there's an email or whatever. And you can list a couple of your interests. Cause like it was with my, my group of friends who Nikki doesn't know super well. So she was like, Oh, I've listed her interests. She's like, oh, okay. You know, I like gaming. I like, um, Dennis, I guess. And she's like, and I like, um, Georgian architecture. Nikki's, Nikki's really into like. Yeah. Yeah. Build- she's super bu- into
0: architecture. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Buildings in the Georgian period with like fan lights and the tall windows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So my friend Luke, bless his heart. Gets her printed, up. So Nicky, uh, it's Christmas, okay? Nikki, we, we do the exchange. Nikki opens her gift, and it's a puzzle. It is a puzzle, puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. Like a jigsaw puzzle that okay. is a photograph of me and Nikki in front of a barn. And Nikki's like, "What? That? Thanks." And looks okay. like it's all three things you liked. And Nikki's like. Please elaborate. I don't know what you, like, this is like a ten or, like, 10 euro value, Chris Kindles. Like, she wasn't going to be like, Luke wasn't yeah. going to be offended. She's like, please He's like, it's a picture of you and Dennis. She's like, yeah. I got it made it into a, a jigsaw puzzle, which is kind of like a game. Okay. And I photoshopped you in front of some Georgian architecture. And she's like, this isn't Georgian architecture. She's like, yeah, it is. It's a farmhouse in Georgia. Oh, what <laughs> <heck>? she's like, <laughs> and she's like, that's not what that means, man. But he tried. Luke got full points because he tried so hard and just yeah. missed the marker. <laughs> I mean, they
0: say it's the thought that counts, and he was riding that train to the very end of the line.
1: So there's a bill in my house. I'll send you a photo of it. It's just yeah. uh, somewhere we just have a puzzle of me and Nikki. You know, like in you know, front of a barn. Look, like, and- you know, you know that gothic painting of the one man and the woman in front of a barn with yeah, like the yep, pitchfork. Yep, yep. It looks exactly like that. It's so.
0: Funny. That is is brilliant. Thanks
1: for listening to another episode of Scrymere River. Dennis, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great. Yeah, as the podcast drifts further and further from being actionable advice and more into us just screwing around.
0: No, we've given people highly. Wow, we got the
1: full five syllable Riley no. No. No.
0: Yeah, I can't remember which comedian it was that brought this up. It was a comedian who, who. pointed out that um, when an Australian says no, it's just the letter N and then every vowel in order after that.
1: No. No. No.
0: no no we've given lots we've given lots of actionable advice we're going to give plenty more in the future as well but the other thing we do want to get stuck in with of course is power moves please do send in your MTG power moves yes. no, what, no matter what they are whether they're legend moves or asshole moves we've kind of skewed asshole this, this week so yeah. maybe we can pick up some you know some more uplifting ones for next week but any power moves whatsoever that have something to do with magic I guess all like just not, not necessarily even like in a gameplay but like just the, just the, you in, know, the in the, the magic sphere and, yeah yeah within the magic within the magic uh, you know ecosystem and I'll, I'll,
1: on a more serious note if you do have from our first question do you have experiences of being of feeling marginalized or condescended to based on something that isn't specifically something that isn't your magic playing ability please do write in with those because we would love to hear you know we'd, we'd additional love to perspectives hear, uh, the on that
0: yep. and, and have some advice maybe from people who have uh, been through that rather than uh, you know uh, someone who maybe doesn't have first hand experience of it anyway um, that's it for this week make sure to check out Channel Fireball of course they've got plenty of other podcasts like this they've got all sorts of other free content and of course they're the best place to buy and sell your cards online so make sure you go and, uh, and have a look at them uh, but that's it for this week. Dennis, thank you to, uh, well, the listener for listening. Thank you to Channel 5 Ball for sponsoring the show. And, of course, to Joachim Carud who uh, was the, the author, the architect of the club banger, Shine, that uh, kicks the show off every week. Of course, you can go and listen to all of his music. It's absolutely copyright free. It's on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud and whatever else. Uh, but I think that's about it. Yeah, thank you for joining
1: us, and we'll see you next time.